Hey, Adam. You're recording things? How are them levels, baby? The levels are fine. I wouldn't levels, worry about levels, those levels. levels. Yeah. How's, <sighs> uh, how's, the, how's the stress level after the uh, after the big move to the, the old the old slippery state of KY? <laughs> ah, man, uh, things are things are okay now. Um, yeah. It's it's like uh, it's been a little tricky trying to get the move down here and um, like get our house sold and all that different stuff. Um, you did just close on the house, right? Yeah, that was yesterday. So. Okay. Um, it's weird when you sell a house through a relocation, you may or may not get your money right away. And so yeah. we sold it yesterday. Uh, we'll have money tomorrow, which will be cool. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I like having money. I wish I had more of it. Yeah. I don't really care about money anymore, but well, I guess that's privilege of somebody who has just enough where, where he doesn't have to worry about money. Yeah. Not, not enough to buy anything extravagant, but just <laughs> enough where the bills are paid and he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, enough to buy a, uh, 22 year old rv is mine 20 my uh no mine's 30 30 years old. oh jesus christ yeah um which i'm driving right now if people if people are hearing like squeaks and bangs it's because i'm cruising through iowa on the way to colorado for alpine horizon Festival. so uh i am not in attendance uh, i'm not traveling to ppir this year uh this year is a first uh of several like misses for me uh i missed honda meet 21 which is a real disappointment yeah. uh, it's the first year in five years that i haven't gone um really yeah and, that many huh? yeah and That's i'm not going to ppir which is also a disappointment but have you been but you've been both years right yep i have been okay. yep we took sloan out last year um yeah she was fresh baby too. like eight weeks old at the time yeah she was a trooper um, that's freaking tiny. Yeah, man, that's some. High, I just stopped at a come and go, which is what a terrible name for a place. Yeah, but um, it uh, man, they make hot coffee. Holy smokes, <laughs> burn my lower lip. Um, good gas prices over here compared to Illinois too, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so we should probably you, you were saying before we recorded that we should probably preface that this might be RV heavy. That's, so it's going to be are, really RV heavy. Although I'm also going to talk about my stupid race car, the event that Abe missed. Uh, this event, um, what else am I going to talk about? I mean, goals for me to talk about. Okay. And uh, uh, my dog uh, and the tree fort that I built. Uh, and yeah, just a trying time. A lot of good, a lot of bad. Lately. Yeah, man. It's uh, uh, th um, this This wait, is Abe, the first real time. Quick, real quick, Abe. Who's the show brought to you by and who's it supported by? Well, it's it's brought to you by uh, Apex Pro. Um they're doing a lot of podcasts right now, or not podcasts, uh, webinars right now talking about the effectiveness of coasting and how using coasting to make you go faster. Yeah, um, I've seen that. And also by FCP Euro, where every part you buy is guaranteed for life. going to see a lot of those guys this weekend over at FCP Euro. And uh, also supported by the patrons. Um, we love everybody who supports the show. And, uh, Incredibly generous. Yeah, it's 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 awesome, and uh, we're so grateful. And uh, I'm gonna print some more T-shirts for everybody, and we're gonna everyone's gonna have a slip angle shirt. It's gonna be awesome. Um, I'm gonna try to get some. Uh, I'm gonna try to get some semi-famous automotive people on the podcast this weekend. Um, hopefully drunk, and if we get drunk ones, I'll put them up on uh, Patreon. So that'll be exciting. There's no dude. 
all of automotive YouTube is coming to this event. Have you noticed? Uh, that, again. I'm pretty stressed about it. Pretty stressed about it. Personally, so who else because, coming? Uh, uh, like, well, we've got Crispy Media doing uh, doing a recap video. Cleus McFarlane just said he's coming. That's cool. Uh, like every pro drifter in the world, Adam LZ, who's a pro drifter also and one of the biggest YouTubers in the automotive world. Uh, a bunch of dudes from Hoonigan are coming. Um, like a bunch of uh, like Valvoline people, TJ Hunt, I think. Uh, I don't really. I've never watched his stuff, but I heard his name. Um, a bunch of Valvoline supported drivers and YouTubers. Um, it's like a lot, and so if if everything goes wrong. Uh, they're all, they're going to tell everybody about it. So hopefully, they're going to they're going to blame you. Hopefully we do everything right. I'm le- I'm legit stressed. About you're you're but you're stressed before every event. No, like I'm way more stressed right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I am stressed for every event. You definitely are correct. But um, there, we we've put more planning and operations thought into this event than we have in any into anything ever though. So I think we'll be we'll be fine. So, uh, in my absence, um, Charlie's been doing a ton of work, uh, getting up to speed on scrutineering and holding Dude, people he's, accountable. He's, he's really, slowly, really good. Slaying it, slaying it. And Carson's jumping in to help with that a lot. And, um, um who else? Uh, uh we, Scott, Scott Malloy, Malloy is helping yeah. with, um, more data side stuff. What's yeah. exciting for me is last year during the pandemic, I did, uh, one or two events, remotely because that was also right around the time that Sloan was born. And, right. um, I, I got a lot done, um, during the event and was able to uh, produce a few things that, uh, take a lot of time, but, uh, are really difficult to do when you're at an event in person because you can't right. really like concentrate on, you know, writing an article or yeah. like doing a whole lot of heavy computer work. And, and so this year, this year you haven't been able to do some of that because we've been pulling you into the live stream too much. Which is itself exceedingly hard because at an event, especially as it relates to Time Attack, the the commentary for Time Attack, because of the way our events are currently structured, is really dependent on stories and like anecdotes about who's doing what and who's struggling with what and you know yeah. what what they're trying to accomplish. And yeah, so that, talking about car setup and history on the drivers. And, like all and so that, that you know, means but. that at an event, I can do exactly two things. I can be on the live stream and I can walk the paddock talking to people about what to talk about on the live stream. Right. So. Um, and it definitely sucks a lot of time. So this event, I'm going to be sitting at my computer chair in my uh, modestly sized apartment in Kentucky. Ashley is going back. Uh, with Sloan to our hometown to go to the fair. Ooh, uh, the fair. Yeah, uh, Indiana. Our our hometown county has a big county fair. It's one of the larger ones in the state. And okay. uh, yeah, really, it's just, I think, a time for Sloan to spend time with grandparents. So That's cool. Uh, they're going to be doing that. And maybe, just maybe, I'm going to take delivery on a coach on Saturday. Yeah, so you sold your RV real fast. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the and then what did you buy? <laughs> uh, so I I sold my C class, um, for what I I consider to be a sweetheart deal. Yeah, you and, didn't even actually lose that money, that much money on it. Um, I mean, yeah, but, I, but, like, but you I, sold it really fast. I the point was to sell it fast because it was uh, it was 
being stored in Indianapolis and I was living in Kentucky. And so I wanted confidence that if I was selling it to someone, I would drive up to where it was stored, exchange money and drive home. Right. And so I sold it to a former grid life driver and one of my buddies uh, from when I lived in Ohio. And I told him, I like, you're going to get the good deal. And the reason you get the good deal is because you're a friend of mine and you have the money to buy it and you'll show up on time and there won't be any BS. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to do any of the little fiddly maintenance stuff that you wanted to do. Yeah. So like, uh, be done with it. again, I was just like it, the, the time was like, oh, okay, if I'm going to do this, I have to get rid of it right now. Yeah. Um, and I am in the middle of buying a 2004 country coach allure twin rear axle 40 footer yeah it's it's a big bitch how many is it one big slide or like four little ones or three slides three slides it's one uh, of them like a full wall uh no not quite but they're really big Um, those were those full wall slides were like pretty popular around that time the uh what what they are is uh there are two slides in the front one on each side and uh there's a couch on each side and on one side there's a kitchen and on the other side there's a dinette. And so I can, I can already make one, uh, one claim, but I know it's going to be true. We don't have room for that in the paddock. So you should sell it. No way. Uh, way too big. uh, I have a generator, which means I'll park it wherever the hell I want. Yeah. I can have a big old fatty boy diesel generators. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. That was one of the challenges with my last setup is, um, we tried to be plugged in as often as we could, which meant that I almost never used the generator. And because of that, the generator almost never worked. Right. Um, yeah, you changed carb and little little things on it. My uncle never used it either. The generator had like, what, like 50 hours? Yeah, it was, it was not much. And so uh, this new one, it's going to be, one, it's diesel, but I'm also going to make an effort to use it more consistently because if you don't, that's when things start to, you know, run afoul. I, I literally have mine on almost the entire time my bus runs all the time. Um, and it, yeah, so far so good. So the one time that I ran it for three hours with no coolant last year, it was Dewey who basically in a roundabout way made the sale because we walked into his, and we were talking with Megan and Dewey and, um, you know, we saw the double slides up front, how big the space was that like kid, could play it's like a house. yeah and i was like okay well this is it like we, we gotta yeah. do this and i i for anyone listening i think it's obvious that like race cars and rvs are not investments and ashley and i were talking about it today we were like well we're gonna buy this and we're gonna pay this amount of money um pretty close you should just assume that you're never gonna get anywhere close to this back so like this is just this is just ours. Like yeah, it's just a thing that we're gonna have forever. I'll bet it's pretty close to bottomed out in value, um, unless you beat the absolute tar out of it, which you won't. And you found like, a covered spot to park it too. Yep, really yep. So I've got a covered spot, uh, and I have access to power. Um, yeah. it's like twenty five extra a month, and it's month to month. So uh, in the winter, if I want to plug it in, I can. Just to keep battery tender, crap like that. Going. Pretty much. Probably a good idea. Um, although it doesn't get nearly as cold in Kentucky as the 
Dude, yeah. it's been, I know it's been hot in Chicago, but man, it is so much warmer here than Indianapolis. Yeah, I swear yeah. it's been 95 every day for three weeks. Uh, it has been a really hot summer. It's been like Ugh. 95 here too, or north of So uh, another really but, awesome feature about this RV is that it has an aqua hot. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with aqua hot, but let me explain it to you. It uses uh, engine heat or diesel or electric, I think, to heat uh, the water heater and yep. also heat the floors on the tile. Which it's so balling, dude. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally crazy balling. So, We're like, that that, that, that's a pretty um, complex system. I'll, I'll want to learn about it, but, like, I mean, I... I Again, this is going to be my bus, and so like I want to know just about everything there is to know. I bet it's actually not that complex. I bet it just takes heat. It's just it's just a, it's probably a fixed system. There's probably not a ton of moving parts, and it probably just takes engine heat and just warms everything. Yep. Yeah. So uh, very cool. Though. Theoretically, next year this could be a bus that we travel with. Dude, let's take that thing to Coda. Let's do a big old journey. Dude, how sick would that be? Remember when we took my junkie RV and seven degrees out? Well, a big difference between you and me is one, uh, I value preventative maintenance more than you do. Um, no, you don't. I just, I just bought this thing. That's no, awesome. no, no, no. So you, you are different than me, and it, in part, it's because you have the mechanical aptitude to fix it on the fly. But Dude, also, I've, I've been preventative maintaining the shit out of this. <laughs> but like, I just really bought a shitty bus. Well, no, but like when when you travel, I mean, the air brake issue that we had on the way to Coda would have yeah. been debilitating for me. I mean, that would have been a really big struggle. Yeah, that was main. That wasn't maintenance. That was just me not knowing about air brakes. Well, now you know, seven, and tangentially, I know a little degrees. bit about air brakes too. So, right, right. Um, but like, you're the kind of person that could learn on the fly and fix it and continue on. And uh, I appreciate that, but that is a that is not really a skill that I am, you know, skilled at. I believe they call people like myself bad Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a pretentious thing to say. Well, I mean, the the difference is is that I would, you know, because I have a little more time to manage it, I would uh, almost certainly, you know, send the bus to a you know a dealer or a service center and say like, please fix everything. I don't want a problem on the road at all. That's that's another thing though. There's so many systems on those things like that something can always break. Well, like, sure, you can't you can't just find the the problem always but it's old enough and it's got just enough miles on it. How many miles does one have on it? Uh mine has like sixty three. Yeah. yeah. So it's been driven a bunch and it's it's a high end enough R V that it's probably been pro maintained. Uh one thing I did learn and I called around to try and get a rate that was um competitive. One thing yeah. I did learn is that to ensure a depreciated $400,000 bus is more expensive than you might expect. Really? Yeah. So, um, to ensure my C class was 25 to $35 a month, which is cheap, cheap. uh, to do the bus is that the cheapest I could find was about 
150 a month. And I like, think I'm paying like 110. That's so, cheap to me. But. So like, I mean, I guess everything is relative. But like, you know, I don't have high car insurance rates anymore. I know that paying more than 100 a month is pretty common for for some drivers. So like, right. I just need to realign my expectation. I'd have to check. Maybe mine is 50 or 60. I don't remember. But my my boss was only 150 brand new, but and, and way older. So they're, we're just talking about stated value. Yeah. So like mine, mine will be insured, I think for around like 70 or 80 K. So like, it makes sense. The insurance rates a little higher. Right. Um, yep. Mine's insured for like, uh, I think I've got it 15 to 20. So. Yeah. So, uh, what, what else? Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I drove, I drove a 42 footer a couple of weeks ago before we moved down here. It's so um, big. it was really big and it was really, really nice. And I wanted to buy it from the old man who was selling it. Um, but you could tell that like both he and his wife were, they were so um, in love with it that they really didn't want to sell it, but it was time, you know? Right. Just couldn't, couldn't maintain and use it anymore. Pretty so much. He was like almost 90. Right? Yeah, he was 86. He told me about how he was on the roof the week before and had to replace the skylight in the shower because he slipped and fell and broke it. Oh, jeez. And I was like, Max... You cannot be on the roof of this bus ever Don't again. Don't do that. Don't. You're like, that's like a 14 foot tall bus. Yeah. And like, that's, yeah. that's, that's a broken hip and then some for an old person. One thing you do need to keep in mind with uh, something like what you're driving is, uh, especially in, in like Kentucky, I've noticed a lot of lower bridges. Oh, sure. Um, so yeah, don't you know, be very cognizant of exactly how tall you are. Yeah. Uh, normally it's marked on the, um, like in the driver area. Yeah. So, but, but I, I've had two situations. Mine's only 12 foot four. I think I've had two situations where I've had to have somebody hang out the window, uh, like get up as high as they could and make sure it was clear. And that was just like in Chicago. Like really? So, you know, just, just make sure you know what you are and make sure you don't go places that you can't. So um, here, here was my logic as it came to buying the 42-footer, which I thought was in good shape. Um, you have the, a lot of more miles on it. Though. Yeah, it was like 120. Which uh, isn't that much for a semi-truck, basically. But. Basically, yeah. So the systems on it that were known to be in need of repair was the self-leveling system. Um, and that that in particular concerned me because... Uh, the bus has a drive height and a set height, you know? Right, right. And if the leveling system's not working, it's un, you know, it's, it's unclear, you know, if, if all of those systems are going to continue to function. So it was like, okay, well, I'm going to buy this thing and I'm going to have to have someone work on repairing this because I want, I want those two different ride heights to work because I don't want to be driving the bus bottomed out. Well, I don't think it bottoms out, but yeah, I could, you don't want to be too low. Um, um, it's probably super, super heavy duty like air suspension stuff, but just, you know, just multiple settings, ton of valves, and ton of stuff that could stick. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, I ended up, um, negotiating. I was, I'm buying the bus from Camping World. And the reason I'm doing that is because, uh, they took in a bus on consignment and, um, in that way, I get to negotiate with them on things to fix and, you know, whatever. And part of that was like basically paying $1,800 for a prep fee where they, 
they ev- evaluate and repair every major system on the bus. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well that's like, that's worth it to me. Yeah. Uh, I could see that. So you don't want to work on it. You want to buy something you have to worry about. Well, at the moment, yeah, because I don't even I don't even have the place to work on it. Like, has Ashley seen it yet? Like yeah. The inside uh, so that? the what was interesting, and I guess if you're shopping for buses, it's important to know this. Um, I drove the 42 footer, and we were uh, I was really confident that that was something that we should probably pick up. And there was this listing. There was a country coach in Indianapolis, um, but based on the description, I didn't think that it would fit. Uh, the things we were looking for. But we decided to stop in anyway just to see what it was and what condition it was in just to, like, compare. Um, because the uh, the 42-footer was was well cared for, but it was full-time lived in for about a decade. And so, oh, like, yeah. things just, I mean, things were more worn. Yeah, like the, the cushions and the carpet and all that stuff just looked a little dirtier. And dirtier. Yeah. And uh, so... We get to uh, Camping World, and and first off, like you know, sales tax. Excuse me, sales tactics are like incredibly assertive. I don't want to say yeah. aggressive, but like assertive. Like if you put in your information on the online portal for something, they'll call right. you constantly. Oh, really? Um, they're like, hey, when <laughs> you want to come in and check this bus out, you know, like, oh, you know, do you need any more details? Whatever. Um, yep. It's fine. Cause it's, it's going to work out for us, but uh, they got got to sponsor NASCAR, dude. They got to make them money, honey. Basically. Um, so we roll up and we check out this coach and every single thing of consequence on the description is wrong. Really? So it's, it is a 40 foot bus. It's the wrong trim and the number of slides is wrong. And so like the only useful information are the pictures that were taken. Yeah, the fact that they they have it in their possession and it's for sale. Yeah, <laughs> and so like we got there it. and we were like, no, this is like perfect. Um, cool. The only thing that was needed practically was a few odds and ends like repair and new tires. And nice. eight semi truck tires are not cheap. They're um, actually not that bad though, are they? Well, I mean, not really, but like they're paying for them, so. Um, they were like dry rotted and cracked. And I was like, well, I'm not going to buy this. It, it, like make the, make the seller buy tires, whatever. Yeah. Um, this is my last, this is my last trip before I swap. Uh, may, well, maybe I'll take it to middle Ohio Cause I'm picking up some wheels, some extra wheels to put the two best that I currently have on spares. They don't have a spare. Most RVs don't have spares. Um, but I got, I'm putting a set of Falcon, uh, semi truck tires. Of mine. That's so probably cool. next week. How much are semi truck wheels for spares? Um, I'm getting them for free from uh, from Nick Starter, who's raced GLTC. Sure, and yeah. CM, and he commentated last year at, at Ohio. I think. Uh huh. Um, he bought a he bought like a an actual coach bus like that had been turned into a conversion into like an actual RV, um, like it was like a 1970s MCI or something. Sweet. Um, and it came with like a ton of stuff. And then he ended up not using it, and he sold the thing again. So he's just like, oh, crap, I left two Alcoa semi-truck wheels behind my house. Do you want these, Adam? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, heck, yes, I do. <laughs> like, those are not free. But, um, um, I'm interested. Like, for, for semi-truck wheels, uh, is it pretty close to, like, one size fits all? Or, like, do you have to pay attention to offset and, and lug pattern and, like, everything else that you would, like, like you would with a normal car? 
Now, pretty much most, from what I can, t- I don't actually know for sure, but from what I can tell, most twenty-two and a half inch are like they just. This they is make the one. size. This is the wheel you get, unless you start doing like the newer modern semis that have a single instead of dual in the rear. So then it's a, then it's a super wide wheel. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then like a super wide tire instead. But so we'll, if we'll if you're like listening to this and you happen to know a lot about buses, I'd be really interested to know what I need to do, like in terms of driving the bus around when I need to lift the tag axle and when I don't, or when I just drive it and run it to the ground. I, I, I think for your purposes, you're going to get on the highway and then you're going to get off the highway and just leave it alone. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, that's, that's going to be really, really if, cool. If you're going camping, like in the, in the actual state parks and stuff, you know, you're probably going to want to lift it up so you can wiggle around a little better and not scrub a bunch of dirt all over the place. Oh yeah. Uh, that's probably what I would, imagine and then like parking it in your and i'm imagining the, the storage place probably has a little bit tighter quarters than your yeah um i i guess it's both convenient and inconvenient that i am the last stall in a in a i mean it's a barn that has three sides basically yeah. um i'm the last open, stall open which means i'll i'll certainly have to back in um yep. just so that, so that i can actually cut it properly but uh, it, it'll probably take a little bit of doing just just to learn how to do it correctly. You might want to look into, I think I talked to you about this the other day. I'm planning on doing like a three or four screen or just one big, huge tablet with like three or four cameras. Um, like so I can, so I don't have any blind spots along the side of the bus. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then like have uh, like an, up, an upper view and like a lower view in the back. Um, That'd be super maybe useful. One of the, maybe like an overhead in the front too, shooting down to where I can pull in nice and tight stuff. Um, but I don't know, like what, I know people do it, but I don't know like what systems are out there. So, yeah. Um, well, the, uh, the first thing make I make them, they like make them themselves. The first thing I'm going to do when I pick it up, uh, there are some people and I, I told, I told him that I wouldn't advertise this service. So I'm not advertising this service. Uh, there are some people down here in Kentucky who are yeah. going to help me fit uh, probably some Ford Transit van seats inside the coach. Oh, uh, really? Um, specifically because we want to be able to reliably and safely mount a car seat. Do those people know anything about um, uh, successful formulas? I, I, I can't speak to any of that. <laughs> um, like winning, winning ones, maybe? Uh, so they said, well, we don't work on RVs, but we might work on a singular RV. Well, it's, it's not an RV. It's a fabrication project. Basically, yeah. Um, is there no, is, is there no uh, like actual uh, good belted areas right now? Well, I, I think there are probably some belts, but they're side-facing, and that is not adequate for us. No. No, like breakfast nook or anything. Well, there there is there is uh, a nook, but it's like a table and chairs. It's not a you know a built-in dinette. So what we were going to do is uh, we were going to the seat that would typically face forward on the dinette. uh, We were going to remove that and just put Ford Transit seats because we don't actually use the dinettes anyway. Do you Uh, have the Ford Transit seats? (laughs) uh, No, they're four hundred dollars on eBay. Oh, nice. And the important thing about them is that the the seat belt and the buckle are yeah. built into the seat. Okay. So, like, bolted to the floor, and yeah, you're on your way. 
Are you bolting through tile or anything? Or no? no, that'll be. So here's how I've been thinking about it. Um, you can't really put it in the center of the coach because that would block the walkway uh, when the slides are in. So yep. what I was thinking of doing is extending the slides and then uh, drilling into the floor. And then from the underside, I think there's a piece of sheet metal that covers uh, the frame of the slide, the, like the skeleton of the, the slide. Yeah. Uh, so cut the sheet metal to give you access and then, you know, put in a, a backing plate or something uh, right. into that area and uh, bolt down with grade whatever bolts uh, from right there. And so you grade, have something. Grade, many, many grades. Yeah. Grades. Probably eight. Um, and with that, you have a secure fixed structure, uh, that isn't, um, th- there's nothing like poking out a- a- yeah. that I know of. And so like, if you just tape over that hole with like gorilla tape or something, um, the slide goes in and everything's sealed up and, uh, it's pretty close to the center of the bus. And then when you slide out, you're good. Makes sense to me. Um, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if that plan will work because I've only looked at the coach for like 10 minutes, but <laughs> it should work. We're crossing our fingers, man. Crossing our fingers. So we'll see. Well, you, I'm glad that I'm glad you're buying something that you're excited about. Hopefully you don't hate it. And if you do, maybe I'll buy it. From you. <laughs> well, you know, I, I talked with Ashley about this. I was like, look, this is not going to be a thing that we buy and like, it never needs maintenance and it never needs money. It's always going to need maintenance and it's always going to need money. But like, this is, this is the thing that we do right now. Yeah. Right now. And I think like as, as, as Sloan grows up, I think you'll probably have some pretty fun camping trips. Probably. But like, I don't have any vacation time because I use it all to go to grid life. So I'm going to continue making my life easier to keep going to grid life. (laughs) And if you ever go, if you ever do go camping, You'll be the baller in the campground, so that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be judged by all the plebs like me. No, I mean, you, you've you got that, you know, that Euro. Well, pe- people think, like, uh, like in some state parks, and these are these are people that just bought, like, a, a $25,000 tow-behind trailer, and then they bought a brand-new Ford pickup truck or Chevy pickup truck to tow it, so they have, like, an $80,000 rig. And they're like, well, class A, class A life must be nice, huh? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I got 11 grand in this thing. <laughs> and you could sell it right now for 25. I, I did have an offer, but, but I, I refused because I couldn't buy anything adequate for similar price. Well, I mean, like, it's, uh, I mean, practically it's a work vehicle for you, right? Like, you take it to events, and right now you are towing, you're towing a lot, right? I'm towing a 28 foot trailer full to the brim with festival gear. That's crazy. Yeah. And we also sent a 48-footer on Sunday morning. That's so crazy. And that yeah, one's full too, right? To the brim. Is it just like, what? what is it? I mean, I, I know it's like, you know, deck well, van, we, tiny we, truck. Um, uh, well, it's not, we didn't bring the blue van. We only brought tiny truck to the Hatsu. Um, and that, that thing is full to the brim with stuff. Uh, it's, it's Obviously, it's banners, but those don't take up much space. It's, uh, we do merch. have a big deep. We have a lot of merch. Some of it's being shipped there. Uh, probably two, three pallets of merch, I think, from that one. Um, and then uh, between the two trailers, we have eight simulator rigs. Oh, yeah. Big, that's big, big stuff. Cases. Uh, so that's probably a third or, or more of maybe half of all the actual like floor space. Probably a third of the floor space. 
and uh, and like a couple of road cases for each with uh, like TVs and stuff like that because we're doing the whole barcade simulator and that's like partners are helping to pay for that so it has to happen right um, and uh, uh, pallet upon pallet of just like ops merch or ops stuff you know like the like generators and uh, you know, like string and twine to lay out campsites and yep. the paint paint guns to walk walk the paddock move stuff around and what else would there be just, it's like so many bins of stuff I mean, you got a ton of RV, RV plugs you've got it's just everything, everything to put on a giant festival. Like, yeah, it's it's, so it's like, stuff. and I mean this in the nicest way possible. It's like dirtbag F one. Yeah, basically. That's like that's yeah, that's the grid life festival experience. It's just like it's just like everything uh, about the glamour and like uh, high endedness of F one. Just like turn it down, all of it. What? And the thing about F1, they probably have a bunch of, you know, they probably ship like, what, 20 semi-trailers or sea containers around all these events. Um, and I'm sure all of them have bins that are, like, hand-labeled with, with markers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but then they put, a, they put like, a nice stainless steel cover on top of everything. No, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's like glass and stainless steel separating the paddocks instead of, like, uh, paint, paint lines. But, yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just event production stuff, like so many things. Um, and then we will, this will be the first one back with music. So there's like there's literally a palette of stuff for like green rooms, um, like everything from like uh, there's like a toaster and a coffee room, and all kinds of stuff for that, like hospitality. Things. Got it. That like that's literally almost a palette of stuff. It's just like basically home goods. In my trailer, I've got uh, I've got a ton of like, the super lightweight lawn furniture, like the the lawn couch, the lightweight couches, you know, like it's outdoor furniture. But that'll be for the barcade. But that takes up the room of like a Honda Civic, right? Um, and tents and tents and tents and pop up tents and all just all the stuff to do. With that. So uh, I do want to say that. After, I mean, so it's been forever since you and I recorded a show together. Um, Probably has, hasn't it? Like, it, it's been a really, really long time. And I think one of the last times we talked, uh, we, were, we were saying how cool it would be to have, uh, like, old school BMX bikes uh, for oh, yeah. the track. Yeah. That and was probably the last show we did. Probably Dewey two, uh, had a, a Dino Air in his garage uh, and I yeah. bought, that I bought from him. And uh, I changed the tubes on it and did a couple of things. And now it's like, it's pretty close to a functional bike. And that's awesome. Nice. Um, I'm, uh, I'm putting work in before mid-Ohio on my, I have an S&M Next Generation Holmes BMX bike. That was my last bike before I hurt myself too many times. So um, I wonder though, like this is a 20 inch wheel bike and yeah. I am 5'9 and I am yeah. large for this bike. Um, this bike that you're talking about, I mean, you're, you're what, like eight inches taller than me is, are you also <laughs> on a 20 inch wheel bike? Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and I was always the same basic size when I rode BMX. Um, uh, this, this current, but this actual bike is like the stretched version of a 20. So it's built for six foot, six foot, four people. Sweet. So the um, wheels are still small, but the frame is appropriately sized. Uh, and more or less, it's just like a little longer, but I was always super comfortable riding it. 
in college when I was like, I was pretty heavy in college. It was like 20 pounds heavier than now. I could stand to lose 20 pounds right now too. But, um, I took a, uh, I, I rode constantly in college, like, but, but I like eating because that's, it's one thing that runs in my family and nobody runs in my family. <laughs> um, the, I took a, uh, for one, for like a PE requirement, I took a, a, uh, bicycling class and I was the only person on like a single speed and the only person on a 20 inch. Um, and the, like the final for the class, it was just like a one credit class. And the final was like a 40 mile ride. Um, and <laughs> Brutal. It, it happened, to, happened to be mostly in the rain. Um, and I was like the third person to finish. I like crushed everybody. That's funny. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, I rode it all on my bike, mostly standing up. You know, but 40 miles is a long way standing up. I think. It was, it was, it was long. I did change the seat so I could sit down more comfortably for that but uh. well this one like um is going to be kind of a no frills no frills thing for me and the plan for ashley and i is to leave everything that we need for grid life except for clothes and food yeah yeah. just in the bus and that's uh, basically what i do the pass-throughs in the bus are like proper pass-throughs they go from one side to the other which is itself awesome but like I'm just going to throw the bike underneath. Yeah, so much room. So I'm pretty excited about that, that I won't, like, have to do anything to pack that kind of stuff. Do, do, uh, do, do some of the bottom, do some of, the, like, the bottom compartments have, like, the cool full slide, like, where it all slides out? Oh, yeah, dude. So Two of jealous, those. Dude. Two so of jealous. those. Fucking hate you. <laughs> uh, but we can both agree that if we had infinite money, we would both buy Prevost XL2s, wouldn't we? Oh, heck yeah, man. That's the... For for the non-bus uh, Philistines, the XL2 is that very classic stainless steel riveted exterior bus that, like, so good. you're picturing in your brain. That's what those are, and I want one so bad. I want I want ones in the worst way, like the worst way. So those um, are uh, 99 times out of 100. They're made uh, as... Uh, Prevost chassis that are converted by a bus converter outfitter. Yeah, um, there's a ton of them in, in Tennessee, I guess, near near like Nashville. I also learned that there is an outfitter same. in Chicago called Liberty Coach, and they do really high end shit. Okay, yeah, a lot of those things like you don't even hear about them because they have years worth of clients, and they build four buses a year. They, yeah, and they build they build stuff for wealthy people, and that's not yeah. us. It's a they're like one to seven million dollar buses. Yep. So. And if if you look, thirty uh, year old buses are still a hundred grand. Oh, more yeah, maybe more, maybe more. Like a twenty year old Newell is easily a hundred. Oh yeah, man. And and Newell is like. The, they're not even like they're they're like custom made stuff, but they're like the name brand custom. Not, yeah, you're not even getting into like the uh, the bespoke stuff, even though they basically are all bespoke. So I, I've been watching a lot of RV videos recently, and what I did learn is when you buy a Prevost or when Liberty Coach buys a Prevost, they basically buy the bus shell. Yeah, and it's, it's like got the, all it's like the unibody. it's got all the guts and stuff underneath, and then they. Uh, fit all the interior bits and stuff inside and make it a fancy RV. 
Um, When you buy a Newell, conversely, uh, Newell is a chassis builder as well. And so you spec out your Newell, and if you buy a 42-foot Newell, they build you a 42-foot chassis. Yeah, it's it's not bought somewhere else. Um, Which I think is really neat. And and they also do like some really gooey custom stuff because basically they're like they're starting from a white sheet of paper every time, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, did I did I ever tell you about the bus in San Francisco that I want to buy and might someday still? No. So, so I've, I've talked to this guy a couple of times. Um, uh, have you ever heard of uh, of Canepa in uh, San Francisco? They restore Porsches. They do everything. Like it's super high end dealer. Also, they like they sell vintage race cars. They sell vintage cars. It's it's high end stuff. Okay. Uh, like the Monterey Historics. Like Bruce Canepa wins them all the time in some Porsche 935 or whatever. Neat. He's like he's the man about town in vintage world in, in San Francisco. Um, and he for he's for years he's owned Canepa Design, um, out there and. Uh, and one project that he did in like 1995, I think, um, was for MCI. Uh, you know, the, they make regular old coach buses, right? Yep, yep. Um, but MCI had clients that like wanted custom coaches, and they didn't really do that. Uh, and so they all their all like none of their buses ever had like a center door. It's always like in the front, which uh, which is like a like a regular you know, coach bus, like like a pedestrian bus. Um, and some high-end buses have that too, but like center door is more like more like an RB. Um, so MCI made like 10 center door buses, uh, and they were extra height uh, and something different chassis uh, to be like an RV. And so Bruce Canepa from Canepa Design specced them, and the first one they they went on to build like three or four of them for or like have them built for like i think one of them was uh ray not ray charles maybe it was ray charles like famous singers uh, but the first and second one went to bruce canepa um and then uh, they had like the the second the other the second one hits the cool name i'll tell you in a second uh, they had like aerodynamic body it was like a full the whole front and back and side skirts were like they were like aero designed and they looked really dope neat um, and the, it was built for uh, Bruce built himself one and never ended up using it. So it's been in storage forever and he's selling it. He never finished the interior. So it's raw. Um, he's selling it brand new. Um, but he actually built one for Roger Penske. Neat. <laughs> so Roger Penske had one and Bruce has an unused version without an interior, which I think would be a super fun project to build a bus. Um, but the thing looks so cool. Like, if you if you're at a computer, you can Google it. Look up uh, Canepa and C A N E P A R V or Canepa M C I or something like that. I'm sure it's still for sale on their site. Um, so I, I inquired about it a while because it was like you know call for price. Um, and then uh, the secretary or whoever was like, okay, uh, can I get your number and email address? Um, I'll actually have to have a salesperson call you. And like ten minutes later. I get a, a call from some California number and Bruce Canepa and I talked on the phone for like an hour about this bus. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's it, dude, it's like, I want it so bad. Uh, he wants like, I think it was, I think he wanted like 80 grand for it. Um, 
but I got the impression he'd probably take about 50 because he might have mentioned that. (laughs) That's so cool. uh, Like he wants it to go to the right buyer. The 1991 Canepa design prototype? I think so, yeah. The bus, yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. Sweet. Wasn't it it 91? I thought it was 95. I don't it's um, a Detroit eight V ninety two. Yep. It's got eight thousand kind of miles. School, kind of it's, an old school diesel. Yeah, like it literally only has the miles from like driving to some shows and like driving across the country to like bring it to San Francisco. So um but and they just went through it all, did all maintenance and stuff. But the diesel engine also is like worked over by uh to make like I think it was five hundred horsepower he said. Um, which isn't that crazy for diesels, but like it's worked over by somebody at Penske themselves. Like Penske did the engines for him. Dude, like, this is right up your alley. There is I know, nothing how, on the inside. How dope is that, right? <laughs> it's deep old school. Like it's uh, got like eighties vibes. It's got um, right. It's like yeah, it's old school. Like like uh, like eighties outrun style vibes on the outside too, right? It's got like uh, like wheel covers. I, I don't know what the right yeah. term is, but like... That would be like uh, like an aero cover or, or some Hot Rod World calls them moon discs because moon racing components sold them for a long time. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, it's like, and it's literally just, it's just like a flat floor inside. Like with plumb, it's got like the tanks and stuff, but nothing else. And it's got massive, massive pass-throughs. So if, uh, yeah, it's a full coach bus. Um, so if by chance I ever make any money and that's still available, I'm buying. I would just buy it and plan on making money later. I've I've looked into financing on it. It's it's tough because it's never been completed, um, and there might be a problem because it because it was never titled. So like, I might have to pay an absolutely insane amount of tax on it ah. if I if I bought it because like. It's probably valued brand new, like five hundred thousand dollars. It's a nineteen ninety one. Yeah, my my shitty bus was one hundred fifty five in ninety one. Man, so it was probably you know quarter or half a million dollars in ninety one. So like, who knows what the tax implications would be? Um, that, Actually, like, I think I do know, or at least uh, I did know while I was in Chicago. Uh, if you bought a car that was beyond a certain age, you played you paid a flat tax, which at the time was really cool. Michigan used to have something like that too. I yeah. Yeah. There'd be, a, I mean, if I ever did it, I'd have to, I mean, there, I'm sure there's a reason nobody's bought it. It's probably too much work for most people that have the ambition to do something like that and too much money for the people, uh, that actually uh, could do it. You know what I mean? You got to um, buy this bus, man. It's pretty rad, isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty um, awesome. But yeah, it, it uh, it's, it's like it a bunch more, but. Uh, it's probably three quarter uh, glass with with just a few walls like at eye height. Right. Um, right. Backup camera I can see um, like you could clean up the inside pretty quickly and it would be solid. Dude, and I've got like this idea um, for how I would want to lay it out. Uh, it doesn't have any slides or anything. It's just basically like a bigger version of mine. And I've always felt like mine has plenty of room in it for, for me and Emma and Sarah or like me and dudes that are going to the racetrack. Um, but it's, it would, it would, you know, it's like four feet longer, five feet longer than mine. So it'd be big, but I'd want to put the bedroom in the back probably. And, uh, but I'd want to use a lot of like a lot of glass and a lot of stainless steel inside and keep like the walls, like opaque glass. Uh, and, That'd be kind of cool. And, and I could do that because I own a glass company also, but. 
Um, and it wouldn't even be that. It would probably be cheaper than two by fours nowadays. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So that bus, that bus sent me down a wormhole, like for like so many days. Man, I'm right oh, down there with you. Like, isn't it cool? You should though? buy that. <laughs> well, maybe a little someday. Um, yeah, uh, got ten more days before I pay off the building, uh, my work building. So. Yeah, what are you gonna do with all that money? You better be buying a uh, bus. Uh, hopefully, just work less. No, like, you're like a really shark, nice. man. If you stop moving, you're gonna die. That's fine. I'm over it, dude. <laughs> the sweet, the sweet, sweet release would be nice. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Well, that's that, exciting. That, that, that might be that might be a thing someday. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do this. You want to talk about you want to talk about race cars and anime for a minute? For a minute, yeah. We did a, I did a few shows there. Um, I think you just put out the one with. Uh, Chris well, wait, Rizzo hold on. And, uh, we just Mitchell. did we did forty eight minutes. Do you want to just cut it here and do another show? All right, sure. All right, give me a second. Man, these these bridges are still bumpy. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the Pits at Grid Live to say hello.